Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. So, this month you've been learning about the Word of God. And I know that you've covered a lot, but that, that topic is so important, particularly for this branch. And so I'm just going to run through some of the things I know that you have learned, and then I move on from there. Is that okay? Come on, I want response. Is that okay? All right. So I want to start with a story, a very important story. If you want to learn about devotion... And how to get the power of devotion. You need to know this story. The story is in 1 Samuel chapter 4. The Bible tells us that the children of Israel were at war with the Philistines. And they were losing. They were losing. But right as they were losing, something very funny happened. You know, there is a popular meme right now. A video meme of a small boy who was crying and all of a sudden he started laughing, right? That is exactly what happened to the children of Israel. Because just imagine you are beating someone up. They are crying. Next moment, they start shouting with excitement. The Philistines are confused. What's going on? Why are they shouting? And then they look and they see that someone amongst the Israelites had an idea. We are losing. Let's bring the Ark of the Covenant to the battlefield. The moment the Philistines saw the Ark of the Covenant coming to the camp, they began to shout and to scream. You know what the Philistines, pagan Philistines said? They said, God is in the camp. Oh my God. They knew about the power of the Ark. They said, God is in the camp. Woe be unto us, the Philistines said. God is in the camp. And they said, remember what this God of Israel did to the Egyptians. Now he's right here in the camp. We're in trouble. But well, there's nowhere to run. So they just brace up and they fight. And something unexpected happened. The Philistines won. The Israelites had to run for their lives. And not only did the Israelites run, they left the ark behind. And the Philistines took the ark, seized it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? One woman was so pained, she named her son, the glory has departed. That's, that's how devastating it was for the children of Israel. But you see, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. It was not the ark. It was not that the ark was not powerful. Because God did vindicate himself. You see, when the Philistines took, took the ark into their camp, they saw a lot of trouble. They put it in front of Dagon, and by the next day, Dagon was bowing flat in front of the ark. They thought it was the wind. They put Dagon up, erect again. And by the next day, Dagon's arms and feet had been caught mysteriously. So that means it was not the ark. Why then did it not work for the people? Listen, this is a very important lesson I don't want you to forget. It is because sacred things will only work for sacred people. Sacred things will only work for sacred people. So background of the story, the children of Israel were not in the will of God. Even their high priest, Eli, 
His children were doing all sorts of things and he did not correct them. And so God was not pleased with them. But you see, religious people have what I call religious pride. They think their religion is an advantage, even if they don't have the relationship that is required. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the powerful ark of covenant became just a relic of past glory. It had no impact. The Bible says that the word of God was scarce in those days. God wasn't speaking to them. The prophets were, was not hearing from God and they had no problem. They thought that just because they had the ark, they were okay. Because they still did their temple worship regularly. Went to the temple regularly. And why am I saying that to you? Because many Christians are like that. They think that as long as they show up in church, it's fine. Like they're ticking some register. And that God doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to God even if they don't really know God. But they forget that the excellent spirit of God is more descending than that. He can vet and say, ah, these people draw nigh to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. I want you to see every opportunity to be gathered with the fellowship, in the fellowship of the saints, as an opportunity to realign. Come on, are you listening to me? Because you can master the art of playing the part. You can master the art of playing the part in such a way that you are so religious, but there is no impact. There's a reason we called the theme of the year solid year. God gave us that theme, solid year. It is because we want to emphasize the impact of the word. Because you can be showing up regularly. I mean, in several millions of places in the world today, people are going to read from that Bible. And not many of them are truly impacted by it. This is the difference between religion and true spirituality. In history, some have even used that same Bible to perpetrate all sorts of wickedness, to justify wickedness. But guess what? The Bible is the word of God. How come this word that has as a testimony of its own efficacy the statement, lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. How come a lot of people read it and have no direction? How come this word that testifies of the power of God, a lot of people read it regularly and they see no power in their lives. This is the season for you to take the word of God for what it truly says it is. To align with it so that you can see his power in your life. Say loud amen. amen. So I don't want you to treat your Bible the same way the children of Israel treated the ark. It's not a charm. Fellowship with the Spirit is important. And without the fellowship, the ark won't benefit you. Please, are you listening to me? So what if you reassessed your fellowship with this word and embrace it and embrace the true efficacy of it? That Bible in your hand is the word of God. Do you know what that means? The word of God. I'll read you four texts that emphasize that. And I want you to read this from your spirit and understand it. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 19 verse 11. Revelation chapter 19 from verse 11. John was in a vision. He says, now the heavens were opened. 
and I saw a white horse. And he that sat on that horse is faithful and true. And he's in righteousness, judging and making wars. His eyes were like flames of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And had a name written on which no one except himself knew. In verse 13, he was clothed in a rope dipped in blood. And his name is called the word of God. His name is called what? Come on, I want you to say it loud. I want you to tell it to the person by your side. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Jesus Christ is the incarnation of the divine logos that created the world. I take it again. Jesus Christ is the incarnation of the divine word that created the world. His name is called the word of God. The word of God is a person. Oh my God. If you understand what I'm sharing with you, uh, it will open new possibilities for you. The word of God is a person. The word of God as we know it became flesh. Jesus Christ is the incarnation of the divine word that created the world. I'll read another text. I said I'm going to read four. The Bible tells us in Colossians 1 verse 15 that he's the firstborn of every creation. And what does that mean? A lot of people don't understand it. Don't think about it in terms of your family. Okay, we have four children. I'm the firstborn. That's not what it means. Firstborn means frame of reference. Firstborn means origin, meaning every other thing came from me. So in manufacturing, if you want to create a thousand cups, you might need just one mold. Do you understand what I'm saying? Through that mold, you can replicate thousands of other cups. That's what firstborn means. So how is he the origin of all creation? First and foremost, that already proves his deity, doesn't it? The next verse says, for in him, all things were created. Things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And by him. Say loud amen if you believe that. It says all things were created. In heaven and earth. Thrones, dominion, power, whatever. Created by him. And for him. Oh my God. But you see, when you're reading Genesis. The Bible just simply tells you that the earth was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And that God said, let there be light. But the, the Bible then tells you that that word has a personality. Come on, are you with me? That word is a person. So, one apostle who was keen on exposing this revelation to the church was John the Beloved. And he's, he wrote two books. He started the two books the exact same way. In 1 John chapter 1 from verse 1. He says, the things that are from the beginning, the things which our eyes have seen, the things that our hands have handled, and our ears have heard of the word of life, these are the things that we 
delivered to you or that we expose to you. Now, what's he saying? The same word that was from the beginning can be handled, can be touched. The word of God can be touched. The word of God has a personality. The word of God can speak and can be heard. Not just read, it can be heard. He says, we heard it. We touched him. We handled him. Oh my God. See, I'm helping you renew your mind because as a child, you learned how to read. Just Queen's Primer. And then when your reading improved, one day your Christian parents gave you the Bible. And so you read the Bible the same way. I'm helping you see that that Bible in your hand is not Queen's Primer. It's not Ali goes to school. Do you understand what I'm saying? These words had an incarnation, walked on the earth. I mean, the word by whom the world was created is a person. And John said, we touched him. We handled him. And that's why I said, if, if anyone should ask you, who's Jesus? One of the many things you can say is this. Jesus is the incarnation of the divine logos by whom the world was created. The Bible in your hand is the stuff God is made of. Did you hear what I said? I said the Bible in your hand is the stuff God is made of. That's the fabric of God. That's a slice of God. I mean, the Bible properly exegeted and understood. It's the stuff God is made of. There is no other way to know God but through that word in your hand. And so if the word of God is so powerful, what have I done with it? That's, that's what we want to talk about. But first, I said John wrote two books. I read how he started the first one. The second, John chapter 1. He says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. Listen, very essential to the Christian doctrine is the fact that you cannot separate the word from God. You have to understand this. The word is God. That's theology 101. Can you say that when we say the word of God is God? I want you to actually say, say the word of God is God. Oh my God, that changes everything. And that means what God can do, his word can do. Oh my God. Oh my God. What God can do, his word can do. In fact, theologically, both are used interchangeably. Because what God did, it is said very often that his word did. Did God create the world? Yes. Did the word of God create the world? Yes. Because what God did, his word did, he did everything by his word. Can God heal? 
And so the Bible says, he sent his word. And his word healed them. And delivered them from all their destruction. Listen, I want to come down and talk to you. Because some of you, I want this to sink in. You see, a lot of people can be in church for so long and not know this. Still depending on pastor for everything. You see, I have seen, it's a mystery. You can pastor 10,000 people and all 10,000 of them want personal attention. And as open and as, as friendly as I am, that's not possible. At some point, you have to learn to handle the word for yourself. Please, are you listening to me? You have, because no matter how loving and committed pastor is, he won't always be there. And the good news is he doesn't have to be. What if I told you you don't need pastor to pray for you all the time? Every, any small thing, pastor, I had a bad dream. Mosquitoes were biting me. What if you knew that whatever God can do, his word can. If I sit with the word, if I sit with the word, I have found my way out of problems. I have found my way out. Listen, listen, listen. That Bible is a window to a new life. All that you need in your life is there, right in that word. He sent his word and it healed them. Oh my God. So anywhere the word of God goes, God goes. He sent his word. He sent his word. The word of God can go on an errand. He sent his word and it healed them. Meaning there's healing in the word of God. There's healing in the word of God. If you are sick in the body, the answer is in the word. It's in the word. I can repair myself with the word of God. He sent his word. And it healed them. And delivered them from destruction. You feel like the enemy is trying to destroy your family? It's in his word. The answer. He sent his word. It healed them and delivered them. Oh my God. Oh my God. You don't sound like people who have found an answer. Come on. <laughs> Listen, I just told you there will never be a challenge you will face in your life that you don't already have the answer to. He sent his word. This is the assurance I have. This is my own assurance. There will never be a mountain I will face. The word of God cannot move. What if you had that assurance about your life? He sent his word. His word healed them. Delivered them from all their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word. Oh, the word of God can be sent on my behalf. The word of God can go for me. He sent his word and it healed. Thank you, Jesus. Do, do you believe that? Come on, do you believe that? You see, when I ask you to repeat something, I'm not trying to preach a good sermon. I'm trying to learn it. Oh my God. You see, part of the things you need to know is this. You need to understand how the human mind receives information. We have the conscious and the subconscious mind. And so you can know something. 
But its real power is when it seeps into your subconscious. And that's why even if you know it, it, it must marinate. And one of the ways that you can do that in your life is to repeat it. Say that loud as you can say, he sent his word. Oh, maybe as you're saying it now, the word of God is going for you. Say, he sent his word. And it heals me. It delivers me from all my destruction. Say, the answer is in the word. Say, the answer is in the word. I give you five seconds rejoice over it. His answer, my answer is in the word. My answer is in the word. My answer is in the word. Glory. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. He sent his word. Oh, my God. And it healed and delivered from destruction. I want you to open your Bibles, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. We'll read 1 Thessalonians 2, 13 and Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Very powerful texts. So now, if whatever God can do, his word can do, I must treat the word of God with the same honor that I have for God. Come on, are you with me? Listen, this is the reason some people are blessed in the same service and others aren't. This is the reason. Paul says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of man, but us. It is in truth the word of God. Meaning... When the word of God was taught them, they received it as the word of God. They didn't see it as a man talking. Listen, when anybody explains the word of God clearly and faithfully, it is not the exegesis of a man. It is the word of God. Learn to receive it as such. Learn to receive What I'm telling you will make all the difference. This is why, you know, you can be in a service and then some people are so blessed, so stead. Receiving testimonies, their lives are changing and others are just... God can speak and only one person will hear. The Bible says, you see, in the early ministry of Jesus, one day Jesus looked at the sky and spoke to God, said, glorify your name. And the Bible says God replied immediately. And said, I have glorified it. I will yet glorify it. The people who were with him, many of them heard thunder. You see, this is how spiritual things work. They heard something, but they just thought by some coincidence, thunder struck or lightning struck at that exact time. Because if your spirit is not aligned, just the same way a radio station can be functioning, but... Until you tune the frequency, to tune to the frequency, you don't hear it. God can speak and it's thunder. You can be in a service and the power of God is moving. And you're just wondering, okay, what's, what's that? What's that? And people are receiving it. You know, a prophetic word can come. 
And some people jump into it. And some others are just wondering what's going to happen. So there is a practice of learning to receive the word of God as the word of God. When the word of God is taught, you must show honor. Honor for it. You see, in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, the writer of Hebrews said something very touching. He said the same gospel that was preached to us was preached to them, but it did not profit them. Ay, my God. The same gospel that raises the dead, I mean, translates people from eternal darkness into eternal light. Some people heard it, received eternal life. They will never die again. And then some other people hear it, and it doesn't change anything. It says the same word, same word, same word. The gospel was preached to them as well as to us. But it did not profit them. Why? He says because it was not mixed with faith in the heart of them that heard it. So meaning when the word of God is released, it must find faith waiting in your heart. It must find faith waiting in your heart. It must have, so in a service, I just tell you, you are not ordinary. The Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. And someone is like, hmm, I don't really know. And then someone else receives it with rejoicing, with gladness. He looks at his hands. He says, God, you mean these hands? These hands? I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. From today, I refuse to be ordinary. These hands will heal the sick. You can be in a service. And then a prophetic word is released. God said that for the work he wants to do in the gospel, he's raising new financial giants. He's going to give you the opportunity and the favor. And some people are like, hmm, you know, and someone receives it with gladness and rejoicing. Since that word is for me, that word is for me, that word is for me. I receive it. You know, I'm telling you, this is the reality that the same word can have different impacts in different people. Because for some, it's mixed with faith in their heart. For others, there was nothing the word of God could work with. No reaction. Hallelujah. So you must train yourself to begin to honor the word of God. Receive the word of God. Train yourself. Start practicing faith in his word. I am telling you, whatever God can do, his word can do. And let me, listen to me. When God wants to change your life, one of the simple things he does is he brings you into an environment where you can hear the word that you so desperately need. And so, if you don't learn what I'm teaching you, God cannot help you. Because God's word is the instrument through which he changes your life. So learning simple things like honor. You, you can, so Now some people, their problem is not faith. They hear the word, they know the word is for them. But they just go, hmm. <laughs> you know, there was someone who really, really, really stirred my faith, even as his teacher. In the service, I called him out. I gave him a prophetic word. 
When he got home, he called the media team. He said, please, that video, the part where pastor was prophesying over me, I want it. He cut it out. And every day, when he's done dressing up, he's about to go, he will play it and declare it over himself. Play it. He was rehearsing it to himself every morning. Every morning. You know, I said, wow, you did that? Every morning. And someone else, <laughs> even if an angel appears like this, you, you get what I'm saying? You have to understand, and the reason this is very important is because these are the symptoms that differentiate a believer from a non-believer. These are the symptoms. Because the Bible says the God of this world has blinded the hearts of those who don't believe. They can't respond. There's a reason. So, listen, if you, if you have no response to God, it's a bad sign. You have to learn to respond. He sent his word and it healed them. Hallelujah. I received the word of God in my heart. I honor the word of God in my heart. The word of God is working for me. 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 God's word concerning healing is working for me. God's word concerning direction is working for me. God's word concerning prosperity is working for me. God's word concerning righteousness is working for me. I am the righteousness of God and Christ Jesus. God's word is working in my life. I see it at work in my life. My life. It is lamp unto my feet. It is light unto my path. I don't walk with my own wisdom. I walk in the word. I walk in the word. I talk the word. I talk the word. I carry the word everywhere I go. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's power in the word. There's power in the word. Come on, I said there's power in the word. Come on, I said there's power in the word. The Bible says the entrance of the word gives light. Hi. I like that expression. I like that metaphor. It means the word of God can enter you. Hey, some of you know what I'm saying. You are in a service and the word of God is released. Sometimes you're wondering, how did pastor know? This is what I was thinking about. This is what I've been going through. It, 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 it enters you. Everyone is there, but it's like it's tailor-made. You feel the impact in the deep recesses of your spirit. The word of God enters. The entrance of your word gives light. Going by that metaphor, it means there are windows in your soul. The word of God can enter. Come on. Are you listening to me? Hey, and he says when it enters, it gives light. The same thing you knew in your head can enter your spirit. Ah, and you just know, ah, my future is settled. Where theology will influence your conclusions. I learned that from David. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Someone else will just say, eh, the Hebrew word for shepherd is this. You know, you know it. But he concluded, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I will never lack direction. I will never lack protection. I will never lack provision. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The entrance of the word has given lights. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. As I step out every day, 
I know that lack has no place in my life. The Lord is my shepherd. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Glory to God. The Lord is my shepherd. Hey, matombre takaba. The Lord is my shepherd. Hi. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Meaning I'm surrounded by plenty. Surrounded by prosperity. There is no lack in my life. He leads me beside the still waters. I don't lack direction. Hey, I don't lack his voice. Still waters. It doesn't matter what is happening in the country. What is happening around me. There is stillness in my spirit. He leads me beside the still waters. Hey, when I'm feeling down. When I'm feeling distressed, when I don't know what to do, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. There is joy unspeakable and full of glory. He restores. He restores. There may be habits that I'm trying to overcome, but he leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. In the path of righteousness. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. I don't fear what tomorrow brings. I don't fear what tomorrow holds. Surely. Ha. Meaning, it won't be good yesterday and bad tomorrow. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days Meaning my life is a story of consistent prosperity. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. Say with me loud. Say surely. Goodness and mercies follow me. I want to give you 20 seconds. Boast in the word of God right now. Boast in the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name of prayed. Just be seated for a few minutes. We'll be down soon. So to engage the power of the word, I must honor the word. I must receive it not as the word of a man, but as the word of God. Listen, if you believed that the Bible is the word of God, nobody will remind you to read it. Because you know every day that I read it, my life can change radically. It could even be something I already know. Huh. You know, I'll never forget I was in a service 
This was 2010. A text I, I knew since I was a child. We even sang it in songs. Thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the lifter of my head. It was like a spear. The word entered me. Bah! I said, ah, I will never bow my head in shame. He's the lifter of my head. He's the lifter. I, see, in my life, I will never bow my head in shame. Thou, O Lord, you are, you are my defense. Meaning when people try to shame me, you will lift my head up. You will, that, listen, it's a revelation that can come in your defense. My glory and the lifter of my head. If you try to do something bad, it will turn out for good. Listen, this is the prophecy of my life. Thou, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. I am not defenseless. I am not defenseless. You're a shield for me. The glory. So, listen. So, when I begin to honor the word, it changes my life. Someone else can read that and go, oh, nice poetry. You see what he did there? And then for someone else, it becomes the joy and the rejoicing of your soul. It, it, for someone else, it kindles a fire. It's like fire shot up in your bones. Have you ever discovered something in the world and for the next few hours, your whole body, you know, it, it, you, hey my God, has the word of God set you on your feet before? Have you ever heard something and you stood? It begins with honor, honor, honor. Can I tell you something? Even when people are preaching with my material, I'm talking about, for instance, maybe other branch pastors. I'm the one who taught them what is the word. It can bless me. You see, you have to understand, if, the, if a slave girl should tell Naaman, I think I know the answer to this leprosy. Better listen. put your pride aside and listen. Because even if it is coming from a slave girl, it is the word of God. Are you listening to me? Even if it is coming to do, from a donkey to a reputable prophet, so-called, it is the word of God. Learn to honor the word. Learn to honor the word. Learn to honor the word. Come on, are you with me? Learn to honor the word. You know, in fact, this, let me just say this. We are big on discernment as a ministry. But you see, many theologically sound people, or let me say some, they miss out on something. Because if you're always too critical, you are not as receptive as you should be. There's a thin line. Do you understand what I'm saying? We, we, if you have a critical spirit, very few things will ever bless you, if any. Because you're always analyzing. The Lord told me years ago, he said, someone may not know 99 things and know the one thing that can change your life. So, there are some people, respectfully, I may never listen to in my life. But I know 
that God can use anybody. Every opportunity I have to hear the word of God, I receive it with honor. I receive it with honor. I don't call pastors by name, no matter how young. It's not just my training. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you have to learn to, you see, and these things matter in the realm of the spirit. If you see the anointing on someone, recognize it. Don't pretend. Don't commonize it. Recognize it. Reco Learn to recognize the anointing. Learn to celebrate the anointing. If you have friends, listen, you can even be strong in some spiritual gifts. If you have friends, this is their area. You get what I'm saying? Listen. Listen. Such is the New Testament. Learn to honor, 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 honor. Because I'm telling you, you can have a man of God in your house and not be blessed. You can. You can. And things are going south and there is a prophet in your house. Did the Bible not say that the prophet is not without honor except in his own house? Learn to honor. When someone says you are blessed, someone who has a track record with God, don't commonize it. Receive it with your life. You know, oh my God. First time I met Bishop Walioke, you know, when I was bringing him for our 10th anniversary. So where, where, where I went to pick him, we entered the car. Oh my God, that man can be strange. He just held my hand and started praying. And then he said something. I will tell you in due time. <laughs> as he spoke it, I don't know, I can't explain it it entered he said, it, it, the Bible says the entrance of the word, right? we talked about it ah. I'm telling you we are, I have seen the results today, I have seen it I have seen it so, listen so you, you have to be sensitive to things like that. Sometimes God gives you a word. Go and write it down. Write it. Write it. Write it. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Matalia. Honor the word of God. And then the next thing. Like I said, some people is not an honor issue. Please, are you listening to me? They don't just know how to milk, excuse that expression. They don't know how to ingest the word. When the prophet said, your word I found and I did it, it became the joy and the rejoicing of my soul. You, you need to know what that means. It means the way I consume food, I can consume the word. I can ingest it. So it takes time. There are sermons you shouldn't listen to once. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people, 
You don't really know how meditation works. You take it and you listen to it. Have you listened to a sermon all day before? Oh my God, you need to learn that. Put it on repeat. You hear it, you hear it again. You hear it, you hear it again. You know, one day in school, my roommate tapped me, you know. <laughs> I was listening to a sermon I slept off. As the man of God was praying, everywhere he prayed, I said, amen, in my sleep. So <laughs> he said, that, that's so strange. He said, without fail, every prayer. And he checked. I was sleeping. I'm telling you, your soul has windows. <laughs> the word can enter. Allow the word of God to enter. Some of you, movies have entered where the word of God is supposed to be. Some wrong songs have entered where the word of God is supposed to be. And, and that's what leads me to the third thing I want to say. So I, I said, honor the word, ingest the word. And number three, you have to chase out unbelief. You have to chase out unbelief. Listen, if you're struggling to believe God's word about something, there is something you can do. You see that guy who had an epileptic son? He said, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief. It wasn't a contradiction. It is possible to have belief and unbelief at the same time. Listen to me. Because we are not talking about the intellectual realm. You have to understand that with your heart, man believes. When it comes to spiritual things, you believe with your heart. And what do I, what I mean heart? Do I mean the place where blood is pumped from? No. Heart is a biblical metaphor for your spirit. So you believe with your spirit. But doubt is in your mind. And so belief and unbelief can coexist. Some of you know what I'm saying. Where you believe it in your spirit, but your logical mind is too educated for your liking. And you are trying to rationalize and say, how shall these things be? Do you understand what I'm saying? How shall it be? What do you do? You must make sure that unbelief does not stand in the way of your faith. If you need to cry, help my unbelief. But listen, you have light. You don't even need to cry about it. Sit with the word. That's why the Bible talks about renewing your mind with the word of God. It is possible. You can wash your mind. Some of you, your mind needs washing. <laughs> One of the metaphors of the word of God is water. It can wash. You need cleansing. And this cleansing I'm talking about takes time. That's why you can know something and not know it enough. Sit with it. Let me tell you this. If it is not working for you, you don't know it. If they ask you, you can win a debate on it. But the only proof that you know it is the result. I'm telling you. Whatever I'm not seeing, I do not yet know. I am going to sit with it until my profiting appears to all. The reason I'm taking my time with this is because some of you, this is the word you need. This is the training you need. You'll be, you'll be saying, God, you know, maybe you're even praying about something and it's not changing. I'm telling you what to do. It's not a knowledge problem. It's a meditation problem. It says that you may observe to do. <laughs> there is an observation that is not from the mind. It is from the spirits. The word of God will carry you and make you to live a life that is consistent with what it says. 
that you may observe to do all that is written therein. It says, then you will make your way prosperous and have good success. Sit with the word. I'm, I'm telling you, sit with the word. Sit with the word. You must have special seasons of meditation. Times where even things that are not sinful, like social media, you shouldn't be found there. Because I want to give attention to my mind. I want to give attention to my mind. You know, the Lord showed me this years ago. One day, the Lord said, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to listen to me, meditate on my word. You see, this is where the secret of power is. It changed everything. This happened when I was in school, so I was like, how am I going to do it? I have classes today. So I still, I prayed longer than I would normally do, you know, in the morning, and I went to class. As I went to class, the course leader stood in front of us and said, no, no class today, throughout today, because someone so activity on campus. I said, ah, Holy Ghost, <laughs> you are right. So I went somewhere, and I can tell you that day, I tried to make sure my mind was not on anything but God and his word. And I was there from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. 6 p.m., it was time to pray. So I went to a place where, you know, believers used to pray, an open place. When we were done, usually in school, because people had begun to know that the hand of God was on me, so whenever I pray in places like that, after I'm done praying, there'll be people waiting to say, please pray for my mom, or please pray for me, please pray, you know. So as usual, people were waiting. But that day, it was different. <laughs> when I say it's different, it was, it's hard to explain. The first person came and said, it's my birthday today. I touched him, I said, happy birthday. He jumped, he spinned like this. This was out on the road. I just touched him. Happy birthday. Bam, on the floor. A young guy came. Stiff hand like this. He said, I believe God can heal me. As he was still talking. It, it, so, oh my God. It, so, I was crazy. You understand? As he was still talking, I grabbed the hand and pulled it out. He was healed on the spot. Another person said, I'm struggling to sleep. I touched her. I said, sleep. She slept on the road. Are you listening to me? She fell and slept off there. I said, oh, I see. I see. When God advises you, he says, my son, attend to my word. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's different from the sprinkles you do. You attend church when you can. And even when you are in church, you are not there throughout. You know. Your mind is just, he says, attend to my word. He says, pay attention to my sayings. He says, they are light to them that find it. Not them that read it. That you can find it. And he says, health to their flesh. Meaning, the word of God can seep from your spirit to your mind. From your mind to your body, it can repair your body. 
Thank you, Jesus. So honor the word. Ingest the word. Chase out unbelief. And then finally, you rejoice. You see? You see? True revelation will always lead to joy. <laughs> you see? You might have thought Jesus was strange until it begins to happen to you. Jesus is talking to people and suddenly he starts jumping. I thank you, oh Father. You're wondering, what's going on? He's dancing. No music is playing. Uh, is he all right? That's the effect of the word right there. That's the effect of the word. Has the word of God ever caused joy for you? It may be something that doesn't even make sense logically. I mean, just think about it. Think about Jehoshaphat. They tell you that three strong armies are going to kill you. You are worried and petrified. But then you gather people to pray. As you were praying, one young boy got up and prophesied. He said, thus says the Lord, you shall not need to fight. Because I will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. When Jehoshaphat heard it, he got up from the floor. He dusted himself, cleaned his tears, and went. He stopped crying. He knew it was settled. Has it ever happened to you that you were in trouble, then you received a word from God, and you became happy? And it doesn't, this is what the Bible calls joy unspeakable. It's inexplainable. Where, where is the joy coming from? Why are you so happy? Do you know that a person can be jobless? And receive a prophetic word and know a job is coming. He has not gotten an email yet, but he knows. He knows. You know, oh my God, something happened. <laughs> there was a document we had been applying for for this ministry for a long time. And it was taking so long. It didn't make sense every, a, anymore. So one day I just got vexed in my spirit. And for some reason I said, angels take this document from table to table until it is approved. I prayed until I slept off. As I slept, oh my God, it's hard to explain, but listen to me. My eyes were closed, but I was seeing the room. And a man walked in through the door, walked to where I was sleeping, touched my shoulder like this, and said, we have done what we asked you, you asked us to do. Two days after, are you listening to me? Two days after, the document came. So the person that came to me said, Guess what? The person, the agent, said, guess what? That document is ready. I said, oh. <laughs> and he said, are you not happy? I didn't know how to tell him. You are still. <laughs> I didn't know how to tell him. Listen, as you are here, you don't know what tomorrow holds. You can receive something that will make you rejoice. He says, with joy unspeakable as if already glorified. Meaning you can receive the dividends of the promise in the place of prayer. You know what? See what the Bible says in Romans chapter 5. We're going to read, oh my God. It says we are being justified by, by grace. We have peace with God. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is theologically correct, right? This is true, right? But then, this is the response. It says, through whom? Also, we have access into this faith, by faith into this grace, in, we, in which we stand 
and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Meaning, when you understand that you have access, it will make you rejoice. If you have not rejoiced, you don't understand it. Listen, there is an understanding about God's promises, about your health, about your finance, about righteousness that will set you on, on your feet and will give you a dance you have not seen before. It's called joy unspeakable and full of glory. Different men of God have explained it in different ways. It's called a note of victory. <laughs> you were crying again. I'm bringing that meme of that boy. You were crying and you start laughing. You start laughing. Jesus entered Gethsemane, worried sick. He said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. But the same Jesus, when it was time, he woke Peter up. Let's go. So now it's the time and the hour of darkness. They said, he saw the soldiers. He said, whom do you seek? He said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, it is I. They fell down. Hallelujah. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. As you are praying, that worry will begin to dissipate. It will begin to dissipate. Faith will be rising. Faith will be rising. You might have been crying before. As you continue to pray, you were farming, fanning the flames of confidence. Fanning the flames of the Holy Ghost. It was rising. The Bible tells us metaphorically that there are different levels. There is the ankle level and then the knee level. Don't stop. As you go on, it gets to your waist. Don't stop. As you go on, it gets to your neck. Don't stop. Then it's, the Bible says, Paul David said, my cup runs over. When your cup runs over, hey, hey, you won't be able to stay. You begin to rejoice. You begin to rejoice. You, you, that's, that's where you begin to act like Jehoshaphat and his team. You go to a battle with party clothes. Because you know that it is already done. And where you should be wielding your sword, you're already rejoicing. Worshipping him in the beauty of his holiness. Listen, it can be done. What is in your future can be done today. Because in the realm of the spirit, there is no time. Come on, are you with me? You can step into the future and sort it out today and rejoice like it's already done. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Joy unspeakable. As you pray, you can receive a garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. You can receive the oil of gladness. You know it will be all right. You don't know how yet, but you receive the word from God. God who cannot lie. Hey, he said, I'm the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Hallelujah. I want to give you a few minutes to just worship this God right now. Worship him. Honor his word. You might have been doubting his word. I want you to repent. Honor his word. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.